Hello everyone, welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Ralph Swallow. This is Toy by Chance. We're going to talk all things movies, television, sports, gaming. Not, not gaming. Not yet, anyways. Uh, all, all that good stuff. We should, we should review a game sometime. I don't know how that would work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been out. We, we could do retro. Let's review Pong. <laughs> the uh, NES Pac-Man. <laughs> uh, this is uh, this is Joe by chance. Uh, yeah, and uh, on this week, uh, we since you know Scarefest got cut short, we decided to take one episode out of uh, out of October, carry it November, and we decided to do classic horror. Uh, to which you guys gave us Night of Living Dead, which is one of I think the oldest films we reviewed. I think it's like second oldest we reviewed so far. Yeah, because I think you had Psycho, which was sixty. Sixty, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, this was this was one of them, and it was kind of fun because I had never seen it, and uh, this is a uh, local movie. This was shot really, really close to me. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll get we'll get into all of that very soon. Uh, but for right now, we have our usual segment first, of which is football talk. We weren't able to get our picks last week. Not that it would have mattered. <laughs> Not that it would have mattered. No, because honest, and we can actually even run down those games and tell you who we would have picked. It doesn't even matter because uh, we would have been absolutely awful. Yeah, so uh, looking at Thursday night, Carson Wentz versus the Jets. Uh, the Jets surprisingly showed Mike Mike White in the last uh, in the last uh, two weeks. Yeah, uh, or not last week because because uh, Josh Josh Johnson started last week. Mike White started week prior. The Jets have been have been killing it with the backup yeah, QBs. I mean, how about New York football in general? <laughs> New York football in general. We'll get to that in a second. But, yeah, uh, if I'm Zach Wilson right now, I'm very nervous about my future with this team. Yeah, for because, sure. Because, like, if they laid it – because, like, Zach Wilson, I think, has looked the worst out of any of the rookie QBs. Yeah, I mean, I think that's easily, yeah, probably the worst of the bunch. And that's, that's, and that's saying a lot because a lot of these QBs have not looked very good. Yeah. No, I mean, they really haven't. Really, that's, like, the only prompt. The only one that looked, like, decent is Mac Jones, which is – Surprising because he didn't look very good coming out of college. I mean, he looks good. No, but it like, was not, yeah, but not not like amazing or anything. Mm-mm. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So uh, Zach Wilson. Uh, now, if backups came in, if backups came in and you know did just as bad, yeah, okay, it makes makes sense. But they've been doing way better than he has. Yeah. So yeah, I'm very concerned about what I'm going to be what what his future is with this team. Uh, moving on to, to the other games, uh, the Browns decided to finally. You know, the, the Browns had enough of the, of the, of the stale narratives. Uh, they they proved yeah, it by coming said, out. You know what? We're, not do- we're not doing it. Putting a whooping on the Bengals. Uh, yeah, and I I mean I would have went with Cleveland, um, just not in the fashion that they won. I would have gone more with tighter, tighter game. I would have gone with Cincinnati. They were looking they were looking good, but, but you know. Yeah. You, lose, you lose to the Jets, and I think this, I think this is your penance. You're going to get crushed by a lot. We could be seeing a big decline for the Bengals in the coming weeks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it seems like all the like the the air's letting out of them right now. It's like they they started off too too good, and uh, yeah, they just can't maintain. Uh, speaking of someone who can't maintain the Cowboys, I knew the Cowboys were frauds. I knew I knew they were too. The Cowboys were frauds, bolstered by a soft schedule, playing teams that weren't very good. No, in their division, which is probably the weakest in the NFL, and they just got, and they proved it by getting their earth salted by the by the Broncos at home, by the way, which was really good to see because I hate Dallas, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, we've said it all week or we've said it all year. Um, I just don't think that they're that good of a team uh, when it comes down to winning the games that they have to win against good teams. I'm not saying that Denver's a, a good. Team. I mean, they're they're an adequate team, but um, yeah, their schedule definitely favors them a lot. 
Yeah, they uh, they looked they looked horrid coming out of coming out of this coming into this game. They were down, I think, like yeah. thirty to nothing going into the fourth quarter, and they had two garbage time touchdowns just to just you know have something on the board. Yeah. And I think you and I would have obviously went with uh, Dallas on that game, though. <laughs> uh, we also probably would have gone with I probably yeah, I would have gone with Dallas honestly. And looking yeah. at oh, I would have gone with Miami over, over Houston, and that proves right. I would have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, Miami got a much, much needed win. Maybe try and salvage this because look, because looking at them right now, they're two and seven. If they win the rest of their games, they could finish barely above five hundred. Yeah, my wife was happy. Uh, I was not happy having to watch two one and seven teams play football. Uh, but looking at looking ahead, their schedule actually it's not impossible. Not impossible. They they can very well finish above above five hundred. We'll see. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> Atlanta. Atlanta was nearly at it again. They yeah, nearly blew a lead again. But thank God for the elite kicking talent of Young Waku, because he was yeah. able to kick the game. He was able to kick the game winner to win the game and not force overtime. Or not, not, not forced overtime. Not lose to the Saints. Sans Winston. Uh, yes, Winston suffered a. A uh, season-ending ACL injury. So now their, tar- their starting quarterback is Trevor Simeon, who is doing he's doing not not doing too bad. That money they spend on that guy, all that money. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's, either, it's better than better than his last season with Tampa Bay. Led the league in yards True. and led the league in turn and led the league in interceptions. <laughs> uh, in a surprising turn of events, the Giants took down the Raiders. Raiders were playing really good football in the last couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, definitely. Even with even I think we bo- after all the turmoil with uh, their head coach. Yeah, and I think we both would have won Vegas on this one. This was another surprise. Uh, but Vegas also is in other turmoil, and we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. Um, uh, so looking ahead, uh, <laughs> we. We we had we had hopes we had aspirate they had aspirations we thought maybe Carolina was good again nope <laughs> nope Sam Darnold uh, Sam Darnold and Carolina suck once again even with McCaffrey back doesn't matter Patriots stomp- Patriots came in stomping twenty four to six the final there yeah that was whew. not not good for Carolina but uh, yay for. Uh, Fantasy football and with New England's defense. So yeah, keep in mind Sam Darnold is owed eighteen point eight five million dollars by this team next season. Crazy. You may laugh and cry at the same time. Just uh, craziness. Biggest shocker of the entire the entire week. Uh, Bills not only lost to the Jaguars, the Jaguars helped with no touchdowns. Yeah, wasn't it just all, wasn't it just a field goal game? A field goal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, final score was six to nine. Literally all field goals. Uh, Josh Allen from the the Jaguar. Josh Allen was the better Josh Allen of that day. Yeah. Uh, finished the day with a sack, a fumble recovery. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm looking at the game right now. I'm a depressed Bears fan. Which we'll get to in a second. Uh, finished the game with a sack, a fumble recovery, and an interception off of Josh Allen. Have yourself a game, son. Seriously. Uh, Vikings versus Ravens. Uh, Ravens won. Had to go to overtime to do it, but they won the game. I'm shocked it went as wasn't far looking, as it did. Wasn't looking so pretty uh, the first half with uh, Lamar Jackson. Again, it's it's amazing to have him as a uh, fantasy quarterback because uh, the roller coaster 
he uh, provides. You never know. You see, you see his score. He's like ah, uh, seven points, eight points, and all of a sudden, and all of a sudden, we just we dial it up into late in the late quarters. You know, I, I don't know, but he, they got it he's done. Been, he's been clutch this year. He's been really clutch. Oh, he's been taking that team solely on his on his shoulders, man. That and and, and just getting it done when he, when you need to get it done, and that's uh, hey. I think, we'll take it. I think he's led like three or four different comebacks, uh, four quarter comeback this season. Yeah. He's been on it. Um, Chargers versus Eagles. This was much closer than you would think, considering the Chargers have been playing pretty solid in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, be- better. Only one by three. Yeah. Uh, but still, like, um, not the kind of get, not the kind of points point spread you expect from. The Eagles, who are just looking not great, and I'm, I feel I feel like they're discovering that Jalen Hurts is not the answer in the future. I mean, yeah, he's doesn't, fine. Doesn't yeah. I, I feel like Jalen, right, yeah. I feel like Jalen Hurts is going to go on to be like one of those like journeyman quarterback, kind of like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, without but, the big the big beard, but yeah, I how, can see it. Yeah, you know, get get the big beard. Maybe that's where the magic is. Maybe I mean that's where the Fitz magic's at. You know, uh, the chief the Chiefs the Chiefs continue to disappoint this year. At least in my opinion. And I think in the opinion of the Chiefs fans yeah. as well. Uh, they were taking on a Packers team without their without their starting quarterback, for reasons we'll get to in a second, uh, yeah. without most of their receiving targets. Oh, no, yeah. Sorry. No, actually, no, actually, just, just the quarterback, because Devontae and Lazar were back this year. Uh, or back this, back this game. Uh, without <laughs> the guy, the best player on the team, uh, and they still, and again, it's the, a Packers defense, which notoriously is like not very good. No, put up thirteen points. Thirteen. Yeah, not. Uh, oof. They're above five hundred again, but geez, they're playing ugly. Yeah, they're not. Uh, I think Denver's playing better than them. If you were to go to the West, I think the, the Denver and Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean they're both playing better. That's crazy to say that because you know. Casey's been a, a AFC lock the last couple of years, but yeah, it just have not looked good. Now we gotta talk. We gotta talk about this one, Russell. I know it's gonna hurt, but we gotta rip this off. So I'm gonna pass on this one. <laughs> the Cardinals are coming into Santa Clara to play the 49ers at home. This yeah, on paper we should have. This, won this should game. have been an easy game for them. Why? Absolutely. No J- absolutely. No JJ Watts. No DeAndre Hopkins. Mm. Day of the game we found out no Kyler Murray. Yep. Yet they just you, had the t- I mean, yeah. Yet you got your earth salted by Colt McCoy. You know what? They were playing, and, and, and granted to uh, the uh, the Niners, I mean they they came out and I mean they just kind of shot themselves on the foot. Um, there was a uh, play earlier in the game. Uh, Kittle caught the ball and did a uh, like a leap or whatever, and the guy behind him like coughed the you know punched the ball out. And then there was another uh, play where we had just. We were driving, we fumbled or something like that, and and uh, Cardinals got the ball. So I mean, we kind of did ourselves in. They they turned us both into touchdowns. Those those plays. So that's fourteen points off of turnovers right there. Um, I don't know. I just I, I think that um, you know I think Garoppolo paid, played solid. I think there was a you know there was a, a lot of in you the know, second half he played solid in the second half. First half was pretty ugly. Uh, uh, but it was decent enough to you know what I mean like he was th- he was putting. Balls were, I mean, his receivers should have caught. I was watching a game, and it just, I don't know, it just lackluster. I, I, the defense uh, was getting, uh, you know, cut it up uh, by uh, Connor, which, uh, you know, 
uh, for Arizona is usually a uh, goal line running back. But um, I mean, granted, I had him in fantasy, so you know I was happy that you know he scored. But um, yeah, they just we couldn't contain the run, man. And Colt McCoy was just doing his little dip passes. There's little five-yard passes here, five-yard little dip and uh, dip and run passes, and, and they were working. Um, and I think he did he did uh, connect on a on a long pass. I think Colt McCoy did. But uh, outside of that, though, I mean, they just Niners look flat. This is a game we should have won. Uh, I'm, I'm you know I'm just disappointed by the the lack of you know uh, urgency I see on this team. You know, I just I I don't know what the hell we're I, I just I don't know. I don't I I, I have no explanations. You know, we we we. We looked good against Chicago, granted Chicago. Then we come out, and then we just we look so flat with a team that's not even having their starting quarterback or their big receivers. It's amazing. It really is. Cancel the season. Cancel the season. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it came to a point where, like, last night, I I um I literally watched uh, – I, I left uh, watching the game to go see Spencer because, um, yeah, I just I couldn't do it anymore. Was it worth it? I was like, you know what? Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I enjoyed the movie a lot. Um, I mean, anything beats watching the Niners. This the same shit that I've watched the last. You know, I should just say this year, the three wins that we have this year. Just I, I wanted to get to 500. This was it, and they just they really tanked, man. I just, uh, man, this team pisses me off right now. Uh, another thing to look uh, to look at are the Titans. Uh, Titans being without yeah. their, without, arguably their best player, King uh, Derek Henry is out for the remainder of the season with a Jones fracture. Yeah, didn't matter, and they're facing the Rams, who just signed Von Miller in the off season. Yeah. Oh, not the off season, in the, in they, the free agency, not the free agency. He was traded. They, didn't yeah, matter. Look, oof, Tennessee looks good, man. Didn't matter. Uh, they still won the game, twenty-eight to sixteen, which does raise some doubts in my mind about the Rams. But I didn't think the Rams. I don't know those hot starts, man. You got to watch for that because uh, it, it does catch up to you. Um, I mean, do do I think you know? Obviously, LA is a really good team. They're going to be you know they're going to be a, a team to reckon with in the NFC moving forward. I think just in general, um, I just they're they're human. You know, you know, you can you could absolutely beat these teams. Like yeah, they always say any given Sunday. Um, but Tennessee looks really good, man. They're and, and this was without their without their their star, their offense, and they're still getting it done. That's scary. It's interesting to see how uh, that they look. They look next week, and uh, as recording this, uh, Bears versus Steelers is still going on. Uh, looking ahead to looking ahead to next week, Thursday we got the Ravens versus the Dolphins. Yeah, things are not getting very things are not getting easier for you, Miami. I feel bad. Uh, my wife's at work actually on that Thursday. Good for her because uh, this is going to be a smackdown. This, this this could get very ugly very fast. Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore, easy. Uh, no matter how things go tonight, next week the Steelers have a should be a easy easy win. They're taking on Detroit. As much as I feel bad, uh, this is a trap game. <laughs> it, it, it is. It is a trap game. It is absolutely a trap game. Has trap written all over it. As much, but as much as and look, the Lions are scrappy. They can they can surprise you anytime. Yeah. I don't think it's gonna happen here though. <laughs> like, uh, where I'll, are they playing? Is that they playing in Detroit? Nope, Pittsburgh. Oh, they're playing in Pittsburgh. Boy. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I got Pittsburgh, but I do think that I wouldn't. Again, I said it with uh, Vegas. Um, don't be surprised if you know somehow they come out and scrap a scrap their first win. I, I don't think it's gonna happen, but. Don't be surprised if I if I would, yeah. Just don't be surprised on that one. I I, if, I do think that if, for sure if we if we go through all these games 
and we lose. Say we, say we win to Chicago. Winning at Chicago tonight. If we go and we lose to Detroit, yeah, I'm gonna kill somebody. Uh, Falcons versus Cowboys. It's, it's this is this is a not as uh, Dallas Clear the heavy. We thought. This, Dallas the heavy favorite. I'm not so sure. I think that if if the Falcons can turn it on, because the, Just, the, the, the Broncos, depends, and, yeah, yeah, I'm still calling Dallas. I will go Dallas too, but I think Atlanta's scrappier than we're gonna. I, I think they're gonna they're gonna. I mean, they're going to scrap. What is Dallas' schedule? Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, Jesus. They could, they could, yeah. I, I feel like they're going to get their playoff, their, the playoff spot, and then get bounced in the first round. Like oh. They do. oh, dude. Their, their, their schedule's cupcake. If I looked at their uh, schedule, wasn't wasn't too hard. Yeah. Uh, Saints versus Titans. And, again, <laughs> no, no Jameis. Trevor Simeon. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta go to the Titans, man. They're playing hot, man. They're playing real hot. I, th- I think you could argue them as the Super Bowl favorites in the a- in the AFC uh, as of right there now. There hasn't been a team in the AFC to play as consistent. Yeah, minus so. Baltimore, I think. But I think Baltimore would be your other one. Nah, I think I think even that they're playing better than Baltimore. No, I mean they're both what we're sitting at what six and two, seven and two. Yeah, six uh, and two. Well, yeah. Right, uh, Ravens had a bye week, so they're they're six and two. Titans are seven and two. I mean, again, I mean that would be a projected. I mean AFC Championship right now. If I think we're we're talking, but yeah, I it's gonna be a good game. I, I definitely uh, definitely see uh, Tennessee on this one though. Uh, Jaguars versus Colts. First, let's just say congratulations to the Jaguars. Very first win on American soil in over 420 days. That's over a year, guys. Over a year. Yep. Their uh, their drought almost lasted as long as COVID has. It I think. Almost did. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, Jags versus Colts Col- should win this. They should win this pretty handedly. I'm gonna, Indy should win this one pretty pretty handily. Yeah. Uh, Browns versus Patriots. Surpri- two teams that surprisingly have the same record. Uh, I'm leaning towards the Browns. I think that yeah. they, I think I think that defense that defense is more stout. I think Baker Mayfield is a better quarterback than Mac Jones. They oh, better, yeah. He has a better receiving core, even without Odell Beckham Jr., who was released this in uh, released prior to the deadline. Uh, Represent DPJ, University of Michigan. Yeah, a little Donovan Peoples. <laughs> Donovan Peoples Jones. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. It's Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm calling. I'm calling Browns on that one. What about you? Yeah, I'm gonna go Cleveland on this one. I think this is gonna be a really uh, tight game, but I'm gonna go Cleveland. The Bills versus the Jets. I would have called the Bills easily on this one. Had they but, not just, they not but, just gotten no, stuck by the Jags? They didn't kick three field goal or two field goals to lose a game. But. Yeah. Uh, I'm still going Bills. I think that I'm gonna go Buffalo too. I think this is a rebound week. I think that loss is gonna be uh, I think a loss is gonna hurt. I think they're gonna feel that. Uh, oh, I mean, especially in a in a division that's getting like all of a sudden starting to get a little closer than than you thought, with New England playing decent and uh even the Jets getting some wins. Yeah, uh, we'll 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 see how that goes. But yeah, I'm definitely taking the Bills on that one. Uh, yeah, Bucks versus the football team—a rematch of the playoffs this year. Or I'm sorry, last Say. year. No, yeah, this year technically. Say. Yeah, it was, well, yeah, same result. Uh, yeah, the same result, but probably hard. Look, maybe Taylor Heineke's elite talent is unlocked when he plays the when he plays the football <laughs> team. Yeah, uh, we'll see. But yeah, uh, definitely taking Bucks on that one. You know, you know, yeah. you know has, has a cupcake schedule with the Bucks. Oh, they really do. 
Yeah, you, you look at schedule, who, man. You look at who they play and who they've beaten. It's like, no, you're not. You're not playing anything. Yeah, especially with their division. Especially with the division with the Saints going down, and you don't have uh, oh Atlanta God. not playing with like uh, without Julio Jones and that, and that great offense that they had a couple years ago. Man, yeah. it's 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 theirs for the taking. Carolina's awful. That division's locked, man. Yeah, it 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 really is. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. And then we got the Bills being Carolina. Carolina versus the n- number one seed in the AFC. At least I think. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure whether. No, actually, they should, they, I don't think they would. They ran up there anymore. No, they would because the, the Packers lost. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I sent a, I sent a shit stomping coming to Phoenix. Wait, who the Cardinals play? The Panthers. Uh, I hope the Panthers win, but yeah, I think Cardinals are going to win this one. Yeah. Uh, Vikings versus Chargers. Vikings can surprise you, but I'm leaning towards yeah. Chargers on this one. Minnesota almost beat Baltimore, though, so I'm going to go Minnesota on this one. I, the Chargers haven't looked too consistent either, though. They really haven't. So I'm going to go the Vikings on this one just because they did play uh, Baltimore tight, and Baltimore's a you know upper AFC caliber type team, so yeah, I'll go Minnesota on this one. Uh, and we got uh, the Eagles versus the Broncos. This should be the Broncos. All Teddy Bridge has to do is be Teddy Bridge, and he should be able to beat this team. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go uh, Broncos on this one, too. Um, hopefully we throw Judy more because I picked him up, so let's uh, let's do that. Uh, Seahawks versus the Packers. Now, the reason Aaron Rodgers didn't play last week is because he tested positive for COVID. Mm-hmm. After fabricating whether or not he got the re- he actually got the vaccine. He didn't. He looked, yeah, it looked looked really stupid on that one though. Comes back and bites you in the ass a little bit. Yeah, I I think I, I think it's like he kept changing his story. Just like, but first of all, like yeah, I like I had like natural immunity. Then it was like I had like I was allergic to a vaccine, to an ingredient in the vaccine, so I couldn't take it. Um, but I mean, like just just come out and say it. Who gives a shit? Like I mean, either way, just I mean. Yeah, but regardless, so if Aaron Rodgers is back, and we could see the return of Russell Wilson as well, because the doctors who had said that. His injury was just going to take six weeks to heal, are now clearing to play now. So, I mean, Lord knows oh. they need him. Um, I so if the, if Rogers and Wilson both play, yeah, I would still lean towards Green Bay. I will too. I, I think both defenses are bad. Um, so this could be a shootout. The de- the, the, yeah, I don't know. the Seattle's defense is horrid. Yeah, they're both. I mean, both pretty rough. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It should be. It would be a. I think a high, higher scoring game if you have both quarterbacks in. But I, I give the edge to Green Bay. Although, if if this if this was if Aaron Rodgers is included to play, I'm going Seattle. It's all depending on where Aaron Aaron Rodgers plays or not. Because yeah, I think because I, I think too. no matter who it is, because no matter who it is, whether it's Wilson or Geno Smith, they're both better than Jordan, Jordan Love, than first round yeah. pick Jordan Love. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs versus Raiders, AFC West football. This would be a tough one. This is a tough one here. They're, I, I see KC favorite. I don't understand why. They haven't looked great where, in the last couple of weeks. Where, where's this at, in Vegas or Vegas? KC? I'm going to go Vegas on and this one. And the Death Star. I'm going Vegas, too. I'm going to go Vegas. I, I think Vegas has showed me more than I think Kansas City has. We're going to be talking about Vegas uh, a, little, a little more in a bit. Uh, but... Uh, Rams and Monday Night Football. I got Rams versus Niners. Oof. This Gotta is... go. My Niners. Gotta keep it rolling. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It just depends. Just I depends on what you get. I appreciate your commitment. <laughs> it just depends on what you get, man. I, I literally, I, I still consider this team 
they're 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 still win on all four cylinders. I think they could beat anybody in the, in the NFC. I I really believe it. I just I haven't seen it. But when healthy, I think these guys can do it. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't know. I'm gonna go to the Niners though. If, if if this season is just like last season, I might be having Shanahan to go. But my thing is, who do you get? Then you strip it down. You strip down the whole entire um, the outlook of the team, the the identity of the team. I just, I, I think Shanahan's done enough to to warrant a. Um, I mean, obviously last year was injury ridden season, but outside of that though, he's done nothing but win. I, I don't, I mean, I don't see where the gripe is. I, I, I mean, I, I do with the Super Bowl. Uh, some of the the, the bonehead okay, play maybe calling. Maybe I We've talked about that. Maybe not put him on the hot seat. I, I definitely, I definitely would, I would concur with that. I think the hot seat would definitely be a spot to put him. I, I just don't think that, you know, outside of last year, this year's just been really weird. I, I just, I, I don't know. There's no consistency with this team. Um, I think if we can get a big win here, this would be really huge. I think this could really help salvage the season. Just get us, a, just get us in the playoffs, and then it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, your record zero and zero. Then, man, it's like, you know, all records were thrown out. And it's just get playoff football in there. But we'll see what happens. I don't know. I still got faith in them. I just, uh, man, they're really, really pissing me off. Yeah. Uh, so that's it for those are our picks for the upcoming weeks. Uh, next, we move on to our weekly trailer talk. This is where we come in. We look at all the trailers come back, come out in the last however long since we did this. We did this last show. Uh, we have a couple to talk about today. First, we got a couple repeats. Actually, a lot of repeats. Uh, first, first trailer talking about. This is a repeat. It is the second trailer for Morbius. Uh, this is the Marvel Comics-based movie uh, starring Jared Leto as Morbius, living vampire. He's a guy who was diagnosed with a rare blood disorder. Uh, he tries to cure himself by splicing himself a bat DNA, like like you do. Um, but it has uh, it has some side effects. When in, when in doubt, you know. Yeah. Uh, this is set for. Uh, this is going to be a part of the Sony universe of Marvel characters. Uh, Russell, what do you think of the second trailer for Morbius? I mean, I did think it lo- looked a lot better. Um, I mean, it looks okay enough. I keep thinking this looks like a live action, like Beauty and the Beast, almost kind of thing with with him. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it looks okay. I mean, I, again, it's not one of those things where I'm like, I'm gonna like hurry up and rush out to see it. I mean, it looks it looks fine enough. You know, I keep wait, I keep I keep wanting Blade to show up, and I know it's not going to happen. But I want Blade, I want Blade it, to be in this movie. You get that feel, dude. Watching that stuff, man, you definitely do. I'm like, how are you going to have a movie about a vampire and not include Blade? Like, come on, I what mean, are we doing? Yeah, I mean, it opens the door to itself right there. Come on. Yeah, uh, but here's here's where a lot of confusion is coming up with this movie. So, this there's a lot of confusion as to what what universe this actually takes place in because you see Michael Keaton, who's from the from the yeah. MCU. You see the picture of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, and you see the Oscorp yeah. tower, but it's the Mark Webb. It's the Mark Webb Oscorp logo on it. Yeah. Uh, you have this Venom, which takes place in another universe. The Daily Bugle logos are inconsistent. Like, where does this take place? Is my question. This is just. This could be just an acid trip. Yeah, I, I had no idea what's happening with this movie, but. I'm not even gonna say I'm curious to find out, um, but I will. The movie releases yeah. on January 28th, 2022. Uh, next show we're talking about is for again another repeat. This is our other. Tr- this is the second trailer for The Power of the Dog. This is a Netflix movie. 
uh, rancher who, when his brother uh, brings his uh, son to, son to town, things just things start happening. And so I was looking at I was looking at, I was looking at the wrong part of the Power Dog. I'm like, where did drugs where did drugs come into place here? Uh, so, <laughs> Russell, what do you think of the second show of Power of the Dog? No, I liked it. Um, I think better to Cumberbatch. I mean, it looks like he's going to deliver a fantastic performance. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, always liked Kirsten Dunst. So uh, anytime, especially like like a, like a very underrated actress that she is. Um, getting a little bit of love there with some of the previews. Like uh, you see, like a lot of the, uh, you know, how they say that uh, you know Dunst and uh, Benedict Cumberbatch like deliver great performances and stuff like that. It looks yeah. it looks pretty good though. Yeah, good, uh, good solid cast. Cumberbatch is actually catching a lot of Oscar buzz for this particular movie. A lot of people saying yeah. he's going to uh, get a best actor nomination, which you know, he looks incredible. I think I think he's a fantastic actor, and yeah, I'm definitely excited to see this movie when it comes out. It comes out on Netflix uh, November seventeenth, twenty twenty one. Uh, next trailer we're talking about. This is for a. Uh, this is a second trailer for a Netflix show. This is the trailer for Stranger Things four. Uh, so spoiler for Stranger Things three if you haven't seen it. Uh, it ends with Eleven and Winona Ryder uh, ditching Hawkins, Illinois, to go to California. I guess. Damn. <laughs> what, you, what you do? You want to get away? <laughs> That's one way to do it. How far? How far can we get? You know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they go to they go to California. It takes place during spring break, and to which shit just starts happening. Like like things, shit starts happening again. Uh, features you know. all of our favorite characters coming back, and new cast members include uh, one I want to bring up. Robert England is going to be joining the cast this time around. Uh, oh yeah, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for Stranger Things four? And are you excited for this next chapter in the Netflix? Stranger Things saga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've enjoyed it. I think I told told you the second one, probably the weakest of the seasons, just because I watched a little bit of it, just couldn't really stay involved with it. Um, definitely think they redeemed themselves in season three. I think season three is a lot more um, attention grabbing. Um, but this one, yeah, I, I I just I my thing is kind of what you and I were talking about when these kids are starting to get older. Like it's gonna like you gotta gotta wrap it up here. You know, what what are we gonna do here? Yeah, I think we. I think was the only, I think they only have like four or five seasons. Not sort of the four or five left. Like four or five in the tank. Yeah. So I mean, I I don't know. I'm totally down though because I I do love the show, um, and then especially adding horror icon Robert England, just uh, fantastic. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting that there's like such a big gap between the seasons this time around because you look because you look at uh, it was 16, 17, 19. This one, I think most, I think COVID's a large part of that. This one's coming, actually, not a large, like not, not probably. I think it definitely is a big part of that. Uh, this one's not coming out till twenty, till next year. But that's that's three years in between TV seasons. Yeah, which I mean, again, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, a lot of people lose, you know, you lose kind of that uh, attention after a while. You know what I mean? You know, especially three yeah. years is a long, long time to wait for something to come back. Yeah, especially for a television show. So it's gonna be interesting to see. Uh, what exactly happens? What exactly happens? Uh, you know how well this does uh, going yeah. forward. Uh, if, yeah, I feel like they're on their last few legs. I feel like they're only gonna have like one or two more seasons after this. If if this isn't gonna be the last season, I think five would be. Yeah, uh, I, I would assume so. Or maybe maybe they'll go all the way to six. Who knows? Uh, it just depends. Again, with the story and kind of what you and I were talking about with that other one that had the same type of powers that Eleven had. Like, why not incorporate a story with her? Yeah, like, like do, do do more with the other experiments like this. Yeah, I mean, there's like we don't we don't have to have the same exact people. We don't have to follow the same exact people that we've been following for the last three seasons. You know, I mean, if you want to keep it going, I mean, you could totally make. I mean, 
world's your oyster there, you know? I don't know. Uh, yeah, so uh, looking uh, at the next... Uh, yeah, that's like I said, it's ever release in uh, 2022. Likely going to be a summer release or a spring release to coincide with the... Yeah, it says mid-2022, so to coincide with the uh, summer setting of the show. Uh, next show we're talking about is for 8-Bit Christmas. Uh, so 8-Bit Christmas is a movie starring Neil Patrick Harris. And the premise of this is that uh, it's a 10-year-old embarks on a quest to get the latest. It takes place in the 80s, and takes pl- and about a 10-year-old embarks on the quest to gain the greatest Christmas gift possible at the time, the NES. Absolutely. Oh, man. What a boy! This is taking me back. This is uh, love it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for Eight Bit Christmas? Love the dude. Nintendo is such a fantastic uh, gaming system. I can't tell you the countless hours I spent playing the system. Uh, the combo of Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. Uh, great. Anyway, yeah, I'm on board. I'm completely on board with this. I think you had me at Nintendo. Yeah, so, yeah. The cast that features uh, Neil Patrick Harris, June Day, and Raphael, Steve Zahn, and David Cross. Uh, this is going to be an HBO Max streaming movie. This is set for a release on November twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. Speaking of Christmas, our next movie, our next show we're talking about is directly dealing with Christmas. This is a boy called Christmas. This is a reimagining the story of the Father Christmas, aka Nick, aka Saint Nicholas, who is a boy who sets off in the north to you know sets off on a voyage north to try and find his lost father. Uh, this cast includes Jim Broadbent, Sally Hawkins, Toby Jones, and Maggie Smith. Uh, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for A Boy Called Christmas? I mean, I, li- I liked it enough. Um, it's one of those, you totally get to feel Christmas on it, so uh, it'll be nice to watch in the holidays. Yeah, I agree. I think that, you know, ev- everyone's trying to do something for Christmas. Yeah, uh, I mean, Netflix I, I, has had I'm, one. I'm, I'm down. Netflix has had something Christmas a, and this is being distributed. I say Netflix because it's being distributed Netflix internationally. Uh, there hasn't been Christmas ish come out like every year, last couple of years. Whether Christmas Chronicles, Jingle Jangle, yeah. uh, fucking uh, Klaus, <laughs> they always they, do something at Christmas. It's like we got you. We, we got, got you. you. We got you, bro. Don't worry about it. The pr- the the princess switch, where the fuck that film is called? Where there's three minutes of Hutchinses. Uh, but yeah, this is another. There's another one they're doing. Um, it's getting a November twenty fourth too. Yeah, uh, November twenty sixth actually, but close enough. Uh, oh. I think twenty four might be theaters, but yeah. Uh, there you go. Uh, what are you, what are you watching first? Eight bit Christmas or Boy Called Christmas? I'm gonna go eight bit Christmas. I don't think it's close. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it looks more like a little, yeah. little more inventive. Not even close. Not even close. Uh, but something else I am I am interested in is the last show we're gonna be talking about today. This is the first trailer for Swan Song. Uh, so Swan Song is about a husband and father who's diagnosed with terminal illness and is presented with an altered solution uh, in which he's able to clone himself and just and basically just make a copy. Uh, stars Mahershala Ali as himself and the clone. Also has a class, the cast that includes Naomi Harris, Aquafina, Glenn Close, and Adam Beach. Uh, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for Swan Song? Look good, yeah. I, I'm I'm on board. Um, Herschel Lee's always been uh, fantastic in everything he's in. Uh, Naomi Harris is uh, fantastic. Looks like a good good crew together. I like it. Yeah, no, I think this is. Uh, I, I I'm always down for Herschel Ali. Fact that we get two of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, them, double two for the price of one. Two, I mean, two for the price on. of one. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. Yeah, I, I I think I think that's I think that's great. 
Uh, excited to see Marshall Ali do a lot of things in the future, which you know I, I can't talk about right now because uh, this might be a spoiler for something else. Uh, but uh, yeah, definitely excited to see this set for release on December twenty seventh. I'm sorry, December seventeenth, twenty twenty one, debuting exclusively on Apple TV Plus. Uh, that's gonna do it for uh, trailer talk today. We now move on to notorious news. First thing, this is kind of a football story. I, I didn't bring it up while we're talking that because kind of slipped my mind. But I'll be able to bring it up because it's worth talking about. Uh, a lot of the Raiders have not had it easy this year. They really, the organization mm. has not had it easy this year. After the Gruden stuff, we thought, okay, all clear. Nope. <laughs> um, so uh, there, I mean, I mean, I imagine you've heard by now, but there was an an accident involving Raiders first oh, yeah. round pick, Raiders receiver Henry yeah, Ruggs yeah. III, uh, in which he was in a collision with another vehicle, and he. Uh, and the driver of the other vehicle uh, tragically died. Uh, thing is, though, when you look at the we look at the accident, Ruggs was not not was he drunk? He was hammered, hammered yeah. drunk. Yeah, I think it was like a, like uh, almost twice two, the legal I think limit. over two twice the legal limit. Yeah, yeah, uh, twice the legal twice the legal limit. Uh, he was driving at 156 miles an hour. What he was clocked at. Like okay, you know, I, I know I'm guilty of of driving under the influence. I've never driven. N- nothing would ever have um, got me to drive 156 miles an hour. Yeah, 156 miles an hour. He, was, he crashed. The I car mean, I'm, at, I'm just at yeah. 127. I mean, that's that's crazy. That's I mean, there's no reason that you. Uh, I, I I don't know. I don't know what what's you know. That's crazy. Yeah, and then there was a gun, an unregistered gun found in the car. It's just triple, just triple whammy on this one. And yeah, I mean, I do want to bring this up because I think that I, I, I think that it's just, it's just sad for a lot of reasons. One, the woman didn't do anything. The woman didn't do anything, and now she tragically lost her life. And yeah. uh, Ruggs has basically thrown away his football career, which seems, which, which is unfortunate. A lot of people do that. I don't understand. Like you have all this money, you can just have somebody drive you. Yeah, like, you know, like, like, I, like well, doesn't make ride, much sense with ride with ride sharing as being so prevalent as they are right now. Like, but not, but even think, that, but even if you're making that much money now as is, you can have your own, your swarm of bodyguard or whatever, your security or, or whatever. You know, like it's just, I don't know. It doesn't have to happen. It's it's really unfortunate. A lot of these uh, professional athletes take this route, you know, and something stupid like this has to happen. Bottom line: Don't drink and drive, kids. Yeah. Uh, and 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 then they cut their other first round pick, Damon Damon Arnett, because of a video they got leaked. They got leaked of him, I think, threatening John Gruden, or some or something, something with a gun that caused him to get cut. So, both their first rounders from last year are now off the team, and one's probably crazy. Uh, yeah, so that's that's up for that one. Moving on to other other news we want to talk about today. Um, lot to get into on this. Uh, first of which, um, so. A lot of news surrounding Eternals. I mean, there's a lot of news about how the critical reception for it was so mixed at the top, of, at the you know, at release. A lot of news regarding, uh, you know, regarding uh, box office. Box office did really well. Uh, had an opening weekend of 71 million in the states, making it, I think, the second highest. No, not not second. It's it's definitely like a top five uh, COVID opening weekend for the states. That's great for it. Uh, but also yeah. something I want I do want to highlight that this movie was actually banned. Uh, this movie was actually banned in some countries, uh, namely Saudi Arabia, Qatar, uh, uh, in um, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, and other places, mostly due to the fact that one of the, char- one of the main characters, fastest played by Brian and Tyree Henry, 
uh, is is openly gay. He had a husband. Yeah. He had they had they had a kid together, and they are they. Uh, censors in those countries wanted to. They asked him to edit the movie to edit those scenes out, so they so they could you know so they can show them in theater. But they they said no. They stuck by their guns. They stuck by their, their director. And I do want to yeah. give Disney a lot of credit for that, just because yeah. it would have been so easy to try and sell it to other to other markets, especially during this time where you kind of need these movies to do well everywhere. Um, but I feel like Disney would have done this a lot. Like if this had been like ten years ago or so, I think I feel like Disney would have done that. You know what I mean? Maybe I, I think the I I do think that this it's a good move though. Kind of what you're saying. No, absolutely. I, I do love the fact that they stuck, they stuck their guns. They decided to keep yeah. it in, and that I that I give them a lot of props for it. And did also, you see it yet? I did see Eternals. I have not seen it yet. Uh, my work, my new work schedule sucks. <laughs> it's it's going to be rough to see movies, but uh, yeah, how was it? Did you enjoy it? Uh, I liked it. I think it's definitely got issues. Di- di- different though. I, I could I could just tell it was one of those things where I just with her as a director, I think it's just uh, I could see the pacing being a little you know what I mean drawn out. Yeah. Um, but I definitely I definitely want to see this though. I, I would say it's worth seeing. I, I think that the okay. problems are very, very prevalent. Um, but I did, I did on the whole enjoy the movie. I okay. liked more than Black Widow. I'll say that. And I like Black Widow a lot, though. I, I liked, I liked Black Widow too. I liked, I, I liked it, but I liked this one a little more just because I think it's, I think it puts things in more of an interesting direction. Whereas, like I said, Black Widow is just, okay. just another spy movie. But yeah, that's yeah. how I feel about it. Uh, I get you. Next piece of news. This this is one that I think might appeal to uh, you know your sensibilities a little bit. Uh, it was announced that the Broken Lizard is reuniting for a movie called Quasi. This is going <laughs> to be a uh, satire of the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, <laughs> it will be directed by Kevin Hefferman, who has been uh, both Super Troopers movies and uh, currently stars in Tacoma FD. Uh, he will direct and star on the project, and also all all the members of Broken Lizard coming back. Steve uh, Steve LeMay, Jay Chandrasekhar, Paul Soder, and Eric's uh, Eric's Stolhansak or <laughs> Stol Hanks H- Hans Hasky Hansky whatever. Uh, all all coming back to start star in this movie. Uh, set to debut, debut exclusively on Hulu in the U.S. and uh, Hulu Hulu and Disney Disney associated uh, brands everywhere else. So like Star Star Plus uh, and over overseas. Uh, Russell, you hear uh, this team coming back for Hunter Back Notre Dame. What do you think? Sure. I mean, I, I, I'm sold ever since Super Troopers. I loved, uh, absolutely adored that movie. Um, Club Dread was a little bit shitty. There was a couple funny scenes, but it was kind of a letdown. Um, and then, obviously, the second Super Troopers came out was crowdfunded, which was fantastic that they got such a huge push for that. Um, and it was okay. Kind of rehashed some of the same things that made the first one funny, but still was entertaining enough. Um, I like the guys that, uh, you know, Broken Lizard. I think that those guys are really talented, um, really funny guys. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm on board with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm too. I, I think that uh, I think Super Troopers is super funny. I like that one. I, I never saw the second yeah. one. I never saw the second one. I just never got around. It was to okay, it. but like honestly, the first one's all you need to see. Uh, do you, have you ever seen Club Dread? I need to watch it. I haven't. I haven't. No, the the there's one funny. There's yeah, we'll have to talk about whenever you see it. But it was one of those ones that we went into it after seeing Super Troopers, and like you know, you're like, oh, this is gonna be just as funny. It's like, eh, maybe I need to, maybe I need to rewatch Club Dread. It's been a while, but uh, I remember just not. Not impressed with it, you know, but I, I love these guys. Though. They're 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 very talented, though. I I, I do enjoy them. Yeah. Uh, next piece you're talking about today. Uh, this was a, this was actually announced a little before our last episode. We didn't get to talk about it. Uh, Ana de Armas is currently in talks to star on the John Wick spinoff Ballerina. 
Uh, this will focus on a ballerina who goes into the John Wick ballerina training school, uh, which, or yeah, that's what you saw in John Wick Chapter Three, uh, and focus on her who's trying to get revenge for her murdered family. Uh, Russell, what do you think of Ana de Armas taking her first foray into the action action movies? I mean, I'm down. I mean, I, I think you know why not? You know, um, it's a it, good character. You know, good. I mean, especially with the John Wick series. I mean, I, I think that this is, you know. Good, good, good round for her. Why and, not? I mean, I, I, I was familiar with Keanu because they were in a movie. They were in a movie together. They were in uh, Knock Knock, the Eli Roth joint. That was a really good movie, though. Very underrated movie. Yeah, I, I did like the movie a lot. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely curious uh, to see what that looks like. I don't really like Lynn Wiseman attached to it, but man, what, 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 what are we, what are you gonna do? Uh, either way, I do think there's a lot of promise for this movie, especially. I do want to see what they do in bran- branching out with this particular, uh, yeah, in particular franchise. <laughs> something that is not branching out anymore. Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Uh, <laughs> it was announced a few days ago <laughs> that Emilio Estevez will not be returning for no, the Mighty Ducks uh, season two. Yeah. Uh, a lot of different how, things decided. How, how was it? How is it? I, I haven't watched it. You haven't watched it either? I haven't watched it. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, we, yeah, we haven't seen it, so we can't comment on it. But the point is, like, what the fuck is the point of this show now that Emilio's gone? Yeah, it's it's, it's like, dude, that's that's coach. That's I mean, what oh, the hell? Hey, what the hell? What the hell's going on? He's no, guess he's gonna go get another DUI. I guess. It... <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Uh, yeah, uh, still confirmed. Still confirmed season two, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, also for Dis- also in the realm of Disney Plus news. Um, uh, Hocus Pocus has gone to production and it has announced some cast members joining the film. A lot of no names, but some bit, but some bigger ones include uh, Hannah Waddingham, Ted Lasso, Sam Richardson, and Tony Hale. Uh, we will feature uh, returning cast members from the first movie, including, of course, uh, Bette Medler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Catherine and Jimmy, as well as Doug Jones, who played Butcher Bill in the first one. Uh, they oh, will all okay. be cool. they, they will all be coming back for this film, uh, directed by Adam Shankman for Disney Plus exclusively. Uh, Russell, what do you think of the New cast members of Hocus Pocus too. Uh, speaking of somebody who just actually pre, uh, rewatched it for the first time, and God knows how long, just like last week for Halloween. Um, yeah, I'm on board. A uh, good solid cast there. Uh, yeah, some guys like that. Uh, yeah, I'm on board. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I really did like the uh, the the magic of the first one. It's it's kind of crazy how that thing just blew up to cult status. I mean, it just blew really up. Did. Like it is, it is a family. Set. And I think it's just because it comes from a lot of play on TV. Like that, that was on on ABC Family like every year. Yeah, uh, I remember Halloween. when it came out. Yeah, I think in like '93 or whatever when it came out. '90. But yeah, might be '93. Let me double, let me double check. Ish. '93 ish. '93. You're right. Good job. Uh, um. Yeah, but I, I revisited, like I said uh, last week, um, for Halloween, and uh, yeah, I just I, I enjoyed it. Ella liked it, um, liked it okay. You know, I think a little bit of that kind of still scares her, but it, it was it's a fun film. It was it's fun. It's a fun little you know, low key uh, Halloween uh, movie. But yeah, looking forward to the second one. It should be fun. Yeah, uh, but speaking of, of long gestating sequels, this although this we didn't know was long gestating, but apparently it is. Uh, there is a, a according to Dan Aykroyd, a sequel to The Great Outdoors is in the works. Oh, get out! Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's uh, a good one. The Great Outdoors is a uh, is a comedy from Oof. the I won't say like late eighties. Eighties. Right? I want to say eighty seven. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see if he's right this time. Great Outdoors. Eighty seven. Nineteen eighty eight. 
Ah, I was close. All right, great yeah. movie though. Howard Dorn, Howard Dorn uh, directed Candy. about about feuding families during vacation time. Cast included uh, Dan Aykroyd, John Candy, and and that Benning among, among the cast. So my question is, how do you do a sequel when one half one half of your? I mean, how do you do it without John Candy? I mean, come on. Yeah, uh, one half of that's gone, and it's funny because they were not they announced a re- a reboot is happening with Kevin Hart a few years ago. Yeah. Uh. Uh, but now I don't you, know. they've, they've announced that they're do, uh, 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 they're announced they're doing a new one, and not only that, uh, Howard Deutsch coming back to do it. Okay. Uh, yeah, Howard Deutsch, who has not made a movie, what's the last thing he made? Cool man, it's got to be. Oh Jesus! What is last, what is the last thing he made? It's got to be. My a best while. friend's girl. Oh my God. Dane Co- the Dane Cook one, Cook Jason one. Biggs. I remember this. Oh wow. Kate Hudson, I remember that one, too. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be his first movie since 2008. So what do you think of the prospect of a sequel to The Great Outdoors? Sure, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I, I love I love the original too much, man. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, it lends itself to obviously be remade. It's just like crazy, like 20, almost 20 or 35 years later. You know what I mean? Okay, sure. <laughs> now, a sequel that I'm actually into. This is, an, uh, this is announced to finally confirm. It's been in the works for quite a while, but is now officially happening. We are finally getting Boondock Saints 3. Uh, it was announced that Norman Reedus and, Sean, pa- <laughs> and uh, Sean Patrick Flannery. No, wait. It's not Sean Patrick Flannery. Yeah, yeah no. Sean. Yeah, no. Hold on. It's one of those It's one of those Sean's with like multiple names. No, I think of John Patrick Flannery. It is, it is Sean Patrick Flannery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're thinking of uh, John Sean Michael Sh- Ta- or I think of John Sean Patrick, Patrick Sh- Ta- I think of John Patrick Shanley. Um, but yeah, uh, there's, too, the- there's too many of those ones with their middle, the whole name. Yeah, you see the problem. You see the problem, Ireland. Um, but anyway, so uh, yeah, they, it was announced that they are going to be uh, working on this sequel. Uh, and Troy Duffy is coming back to do this. And no on whether or not uh, Billy Connolly is coming back to play the father, but we'll see. Uh, Russell, how do you feel about the first two Boondock Saints? I, I like them. I thought, and I know I'm going to get a lot of shit for this one. I do like the second one more than the first one. Really? I know. I know. I know. I know. Because um, the first one's such a, you know, revered classic uh, among the Boondock Saints fans. And they didn't really like the second one too much, but uh, I dug the second one. I don't know. I just, I really liked the whole, I, I don't know. I enjoyed it anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess let's, let's do a third one. Sure. Why not? We'll see. Uh, yeah, no yeah. one when that's releasing, but yeah, uh, the first two were both not critical hits, but they both made money. So, oh yeah, I mean they're good uh, St. Patrick's films, uh, St. Oh, Patrick's uh, March watches, those Leprechaun. Also, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, oh, not a confirmed, but one that's been discussed, and one that's been discussed for a lot since the Sorkin book came out. Uh, Chris Columbus came out and said he, he would like to do a adaptation of Cursed Child with the original cast of Harry Potter uh, coming yeah. back to reprise their roles. Uh, so I know you're, you're a little bit newer to the fan of newer to the franchise of Harry Potter. Yeah. Uh, are you familiar with Cursed Child? I'm, I'm imagining not. Well, I know it's a book. Uh, Ella actually just got it. Um, it I, I'm, I'm, yeah. It, Outside of that, I know it's a book. Uh, Rowling obviously penned it. It was, it's uh, almost well, r- is, it's r- not, reads like a play. It's not, well, that's the thing. It's not a yeah. book. It is a, yeah, a. She published the screenplay for a Broadway yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's that's what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I've read I've read the script and I don't know if make a good movie just because a lot of it that reads a lot like bad fan fiction and I don't I don't know how I don't know how I feel about seeing that on the big screen. But, I mean, but people buy the shit out of tickets on this though, you know. No, they buy the, they buy the shit out of tickets. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I think it's consider first of which uh, Fantastic Beasts might they're planning this for a five movie franchise. Might not Oof. happen now. Oof. Might not happen now. And uh, yes, uh, it is correct. I have not yet watched the second one yet. Oh boy! <laughs> in case you were, in case you were wondering, since the last time we, we talked about we this, may have I, to, which I don't even know what, ep- what I don't episode. Yeah, I, don't care, I can't remember last time we talked about this. But we may need to. Uh-uh. Break, I, I, you, you might want to like break rank. As soon as you watch, you might want to break rank. Like you know, what? I don't even talk about any Harry Potter. We know we haven't talked about the Fantastic Beast first one, but we got to talk about this right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, oh, uh, yeah, so uh, Cursed Child could be coming, probably not. Uh, but the, what, all I said, all I meant by that is the one that they want to be a five-year franchise. It might not go that route, so they need to keep the Harry Potter, you know, the brand alive in cinema. Yes, hey, he's still there. He's still there, guys. He's, he's, still, he's still alive. He's still around, guys. We're still we're still doing stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I, I could totally see Cursed Child happening at some point. I don't think uh, maybe, maybe it shouldn't. I don't know, but. We'll see. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, next thing we're talking about is, uh, I think Chris Pratt's agent's trying, kind of trying to screw him. I really do because you cannot look at the reception he got as Mario and tell me that this was a good idea because he was announced to be voicing Garfield in an upcoming oh, live-action really? adaptation. No, I'm, I am not. I am not kidding you, Russell. Why don't you just get Bill Murray again? Do you think he, you really think he'd come back after what happened last time? No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, wow, that's bad. Yeah. Now here's the thing. I'm I'm not one of those guys who's gonna just pile on Chris Pratt like a lot of people do. And I guess it's very you know trendy to do that nowadays. But I don't think he's a good fit here. Why? What happened with Bill Murray after like the second one? Because it did so bad. Did you you did you did hear about why he even did the first one to begin with, right? No, no. You've never heard that story? No. Why? What happened? <laughs> so, the also Bill. So, when he got the so the writer on that on the first Garfield is named Joel. One of the writers named Joel Cohen. Joel Cohen. Okay. Bill Murray thought it was the Joel Cohen, like of the Cohen brothers. Oh, okay. Because, okay. because of that, Murray didn't read the whole script and blindly agreed to do it. No shit. Yeah. Wow. I never heard that. Yeah, That's wow. What, yeah, I was, I was surprised you never heard. This is one, one of the biggest stories. In no. So then, why the hell did he? What did he? Did he do the voice for the uh, second one? He did. I'm, I'm, assu- I'm assuming that's contract. All right. I was gonna say then, why the hell would he have? I'm ass- okay. Yeah, I'm assuming you just, you just contracted to do to do the second one, but I, I don't mm. know for sure. Um, okay. But yeah. So, but I, wow. I think there's the thing. I think anima- animation is the right medium for Garfield. I think he works oh, better. Yeah. I think the designs yeah, work better in animation. I've been, you yeah. Know, they, they, and Garfield's worked in animation before. Like he had a very successful Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, he had a very another cartoon in the, two, in the 2010s that ran for cartoon, on Cartoon Network for a couple seasons. Um, yeah. I think my drawback is Chris Pratt. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sold on that. I'm not even sold I mean, on his Mario, yeah. but I want to see that. <laughs> oh, I mean, we're, I'm absolutely gonna go see that. I just, yeah. Oof. Yeah, I don't, I don't think this is a great move on his part. Especially after the reception he got as Mario. I don't know why he thought this was a good idea. 
he's going back to all like the 80s favorites <laughs> you know you know what else i can do uh well i mean garfield's been out way longer than that but I'm, what i'm saying is like it was still big in the 80s yeah well so yeah just, that's crazy sonic no yeah sorry, 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 sorry taken what are the what are the 80s cartoons can you do he, 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 he man, man. <laughs> uh thundercats i mean <laughs> Ghostbusters. I mean, I mean, whatever you want to do. Man. I would totally kill to see Chris Pratt as a Ghostbuster. Chris Pratt could do a Ghostbuster. I think he could definitely I, be a I, Ghostbuster. I, I, I could, I could see that one. I could see him busting up some ghosts. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, the Garfield, the uh, new upcoming live action, not actually animated Garfield, will be coming, uh, coming forthwith. Uh, next piece you're talking about today, uh, Gael Garcia Bernal is joining the MCU in the Disney Plus Halloween special. Uh-oh. Yeah, uh, th- yes, there is one in the works for Disney+. Plus. Uh, no word on what it's about or who he'll be playing, but this is going to be in continuity with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, now, there's rumor that he may be based on Werewolf by Night, but we, there's no word on that. But I just want to see this conversation with Gal Garcia Bernal and his agent. <laughs> We're just like... Yeah. <laughs> this is, hey, 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 so, I, I, hey, Gail, I want to tell you this. You're in the MCU. Yes. What do we mean? You, well, you're not in a movie. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Where am I then? Uh, you're in a Disney Plus Halloween special. Okay. <laughs> I'll take <tell> it. <laughs> Sold. Regardless, though, I think that could lead to bigger things for for guy on the, in in that franchise. And he's a very talented actor that I would like to see uh, get more movies in the, in this universe. So yeah, uh, definitely excited for that whenever it comes out. Uh. Also announced today, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio has signed on to play Jim, uh, cult leader Jim Jones in a uh, dramatization of the famous Jonestown Massacre, uh, which if you're not familiar with it, you are. You just don't know what you are. This is a, uh, this is a uh, massacre that took pla- uh, famous took place and cost the lives of over 900 people due to a mass suicide. Uh, Russell, uh, familiar with, with the, Jamestown massacre sto- the Jonestown Massacre story, and how do you feel about Leonardo DiCaprio stepping into this role? Uh, I am not familiar. I've really? definitely heard of it. I've definitely heard of it. Yeah, I know it's, it seems different because you know I'm into that kind of shit. But uh, really, I, I, I vaguely familiar with it. But uh, Leo, anything Leo, you know that. Um, I know much to your distaste, but uh, I love him as an actor. So uh, yeah, I'm on board. Yeah, for sure. I definitely interested to see what uh, what comes what comes up what comes of this one. Uh, what was it so like it was a big mass mass suicide it was it was a mass suicide a lot of them were it was, it was all speculation like so like did some of them willingly do it or some of them forced to do it it was a, the whole to do but yeah a lot was of people it, was died it like a big this. camp or what it was a bit like what was it uh ba- basically yeah they were all held up in this community in it was like a big commune yeah somewhere somewhere south of the border in uh, Guyana. Uh, they, were in okay. a, they were in a settlement in Guyana, and they just like it was one of those religions where like you got to ascend to the higher plane, or whatever. Yeah, just like that shit, uh, the the one in Colorado, uh, the the cool the comet cool or whatever. Yeah, the one with the, they're wearing the new Nikes. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. The fresh pair of Nikes. Or, well, uh, you know what I'm talking or, about. or the the story from uh, Waco, Waco, Texas. You remember that one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah all all the, all the shit that well, went down well, in there. Boy, what a lot of crazy shit people believe in, man. Wow. Yeah. Hey, um, I mean, wh- whatever you got to do. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no war when it's coming out, but, you know, it's Leo. So, Judge Mews is pretty good. Unless I'm not a fan of the guy, Judge Mews is pretty good. Uh, crazy. Next piece of news. <laughs> we, got some, <laughs> we got some casting regarding Martin Mc- director Martin McDonough's next film. 
Uh, cast members announced no more what the cat um, what the plot is, but the cast members announced include currently uh, Oscar Isaac, Sam Rockwell, and one Christopher Walken. Two of which he worked with on Seven Psychopaths. Rockwell was, of course, in Three Billboards Outside of Missouri, which did win him Best Supporting Actor for the year 2017. Uh, Russell, uh, you hear those uh, cast members for a Mark McDonough joint. You, does that uh, pique your interest? I mean, it should. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, he's, he's been a, he's been a pretty he's been a pretty solid director, I would say so far. Yeah, I mean, I've liked majority of the stuff that he's done. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's. I, I don't like the robot as much as, as much as other people, but I think that some psychopaths is great. In Bruges is fantastic. In Bruges was good, yeah. I, I I dug three billboards. That was my kind of my kind of my speed. My wife didn't like it. I don't think she really liked it very much. Yeah, and uh, no world much releasing, but yeah, a good 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 get for him. Uh, also a good get. It was announced that Taiko Waititi, he's he's not a guy who's continuing to pile up work. Uh, he is directing a f- uh, adaptation of the Hodorowski. Uh, Mobius graphic novel, The In Call. I'm assuming you haven't heard of this, have you? No. Okay. So <laughs> of course not. I think so. You lost me at a Mobius Corpius. This came about that. Uh, so Hodor- uh, uh, director Alejandro Hodorowski was working on a Dune movie for long okay. for the longest time. Uh, nearly happened, and he was collaborating with. Uh, di- he was collaborating with director, or not director, the designer called Mobius. Okay. Uh, that that <laughs> uh, I, I I know like this is like that that was his artist name Mobius, um, but they they the project fell flat, uh, and it, they basically like reworked it into this graphic novel, basically like, using like making taking their concept their concept art and designs, and making a movie based on that, or not okay. making, making a comic based on that. And now Watiti is going to be turning that into a movie. It has a huge following. I never, I never read it either. I just know the legend, the backstory of it. Um, so yeah, you hear uh, Taika Watiti. Taika Watiti is building up a lot, of, a lot of projects after he's going to have a lot of work coming up in the next couple of years. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, you know, and you hear that. Like, do you like is that? Uh, the, 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 it's, it it piques my interest. Yeah, yeah. If you check it out. Yeah, I mean, I would for sure. Anything he does, I mean, he's so talented. Yeah, I would. Absolutely, and yeah, uh, no more much releasing, but yeah, Taika Waititi getting just building up all the work like from Next Goal wins to next from, from Next Goal wins or to uh, you know Akira, which he's still doing, or this like he's he's someone who's doing stuff, <laughs> and I do, and I do like him for it. Uh, next piece you're talking about. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, upcoming director projects, it was uh, Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. Is gaining a lot of traction. It's gaining even more with these next two casting choices. Uh, it was announced that Robert Downey Jr. and Matt Damon have joined the cast. This will be Robert Downey Jr.'s first major. Uh, I guess he hasn't done one in a while. His first really big movie since I think what Doolittle. <laughs> yeah, and Doolittle was it did little at the box office. It, God, did, it, was it a bad did very. Movie. It did very little for good reason. That movie sucked. But yeah, uh, I mean, Matt Damon obviously was in Interstellar. Interstellar, they're going to be joining Killian Murphy and Emily Blunt, who are already cast. Uh, what do you think of Robert Downey Jr. working with a director like Christopher Nolan? I like it. I, I'm kind of kind of curious to see what uh, Nolan's going to. Uh, hopefully, it's a big, bigger role or like not not one of those small little you know, hey, little cameo RDJ. Hopefully, I'm kind of curious to see what you're going to do with him with an actor like I, I RDJ. Like, you know, I feel like he's going to get a role at this point. I don't think it's going to be like a you know like a two scene part. I feel like he's going to be like a major yeah. part of this and that's, movie. And that's the thing. I don't want it to be like a little oh, there's RDJ and then that's done. You know what I mean? Yeah, 
Oh, it looks like he could be playing Louis Strauss, who was the businessman who kind of you know, helped fund the pro uh, Manhattan Project, which Albert Hammer's working on at the point, at this point okay. in his life. So, yeah, this seems like a, a good role, and I'm I am excited to see Robert Andrews' career going forward. Do little aside. Oh yeah, I think that now that he's. Uh we know his caliber. That's not. Yeah. That's not a. That's not indicative of him. Now yeah. that he's officially done. Well, for now, done with the MCU for now. Uh, done. I am excited to see what he does next because I think he's such a great actor, and I am excited to see, you know, what he does going forward. Uh, is it worth talking more with Linklater, talking doing some other, tons of other stuff? So yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely interested to see what happens here. Uh, and yeah, currently set for a release from. Uh, I think from Universal, and set for a release in 2023. Uh, oh, and Matt, and Matt Damon too. I mean, Matt, Matt Damon, obviously, still, still, still doing oh, great Damon. work. Yeah. Uh, next, uh, next piece of news. Also, I think the rest of these are all casting stuff. Yeah. Uh, this is one that I can probably comment on more than you can because I know that I know you haven't seen the show. Uh, it was announced that uh, Daniel Day Kim will be playing Fire Lord Ozai for Netflix's live action adaptation of Avatar: The Last Airbender. Um. So since you're not familiar with the show, let me just build. Let me just uh, introduce. Have you even seen the last Airbender, the Shyamalan movie? <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> I'm completely. No, I'm completely air. I'm completely Airbendered. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm nowhere in any novice. the realm of it. Okay, so yeah, Fire Lord Ozai was. Uh, he was. He was the leader of the of the Fire Nation. He's kind of. He's basically kind of like Hitler. He's like pushing okay. bending supremacy, pushing Fire Lord's Fire Nation supremacy, and. The thing about him in the show, I'm surprised they're casting him now because the thing about him in the show was, uh, he was built up big time. He was only, he was literally he was only kept in shadows for the first two seasons. Like you didn't see him, you didn't hmm. see his face until the first season, the first episode of the third season. Huh. But like, and not to mention he's stepping into big shoes already because in the show Mark Hamill voiced this character and he was excellent. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I do think that Danny Kim's a great actor, I'm, and I, I feel like it's just an apology for Hellboy. We're sorry. We're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instead, but yeah, like, there's a whole thing where like he's the re he's the one who burned like half Zuko's face off. Uh, he kind of okay. Uh, he he kind of plotted to steal the throne out from, from his brother, uh, who was supposed to be the the Fire Lord. It, it's a whole thing. He, he's a he's a really interesting bad guy. A really well written character. I I I, I liked him a lot. I'm excited to see Daniel Day Kim get more get more big chances like this. I do hope they kind of build the mystery. I don't want them to just like show Fire Lord like right away. I want this. I want this to build, okay. uh, but yeah, this is uh, coming to Netflix probably in the near future. I'd, I'd imagine this get like a twenty twenty three release. Uh, next piece of news. This is the one where I'm just like, oh no, uh, this could this could this could go great or this could go very very bad. Uh, we'll just have to see. It was announced that Gal Gadot was cast as the evil queen for Netflix's not Netflix's for Disney's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs live action adaptation. Uh, she'll be he, she'll yeah. be joining Rachel Zegler, who's already cast as Snow White. All I'm thinking is, please God, not singing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, you hear Gal Gadot cast as the Evil Queen. Not the first person I would have thought of to play this role. No. Um, yeah, definitely not who I would have even thought of. But yeah, I mean, I mean, hopefully she does a good enough job. But yeah, not who I would have uh, envisioned. No, me neither. Just because I don't, I she's never been loved for being like sinister like that. And also, I just, I still don't think she's that great an actress. I'm sorry, but I just don't. Um, yeah, but either way, uh, this this could be this could be good. 
maybe this will give her a chance to stretch as an actress. And I, I still am interested to see that. I like that she's getting chances like this. So we'll see. Oh, what yeah. Happens. I mean. Uh, yeah, set uh, being directed by Mark Webb, set for release sometime in the near future, with likely 2023. Uh, and last piece of news we're talking about, this was the big one. Uh, the long gestating Wicked adaptation has finally cast its two main stars. Uh, it was announced that Ariana Grande will be playing the role of Glinda, the Good Witch, while Cynthia Arriva will be playing the role of Elphaba, the Wicked Witch of the West. Uh, now, Russell, are you familiar with Wicked at all? Uh, just that it's about uh, just what it's about the premise of it not not too too much of it but though. you've never seen the show no I never saw the show but that's based on wasn't it the Wicked Witch of the West though right yeah, when, it, yeah it, it is the yeah, origin, it is the yeah. origin story for the Wicked yeah. Witch of the West and the Wizard of Oz yeah yeah. yeah. I mean I I'm from like this... I said I, I give you the cliff notes of that that's pretty much all I know okay so I've seen the show three times so I'm, I'm, let me tell you why I don't think this is a great great decision now again I think these are both two both val- very talented actors and singers. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> um, this show starts, these two characters meet in prep school. Okay. So we're, it feels like we're going to get like another Dear Evan Hand situation, unless they're going to be playing that. Because what happens is they meet, they meet in prep school, they go on, they, you know, they have their little origins, and then by the end of the first act, they've left. She's now the Wicked Witch of the West. And she's evil now. Then the second half picks up a couple like years later. You now, don't want to see uncomfortable sweating. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what now, you're trying to tell they, me? You don't want to see female sweat. They'd be great picks for the second <laughs> half of the show, or the second yeah. half of this movie, where they're older, okay. uh, yeah. younger. Now, unless they're going to cast younger actors to play them in the first half. But I seriously doubt that, considering the biggest number from that show, Defying Gravity, is at the end of the first half. And there's no way they're going to have both these two people in this movie and not have them sing that song. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but either way, you, you, hear the, you hear these two ladies filling up these roles. What, what, what do you think? I mean, yeah, I, from somebody who knows really not a whole lot, but knows enough that, yeah, it's the, the backstory of the Wicked Witch of the West. I mean, who loves, you know, I love The Wizard of Oz. So, uh, yeah, I mean, something I would absolutely check out. Um, yeah, like what you said, two very talented you know, singers. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll check it out for sure. I definitely checked it by checking out the uh, the album because the original cast featured Adina Menzel and Kristen Chenoweth, and they they crushed it. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, uh, definitely, definitely, definitely would. Uh, I'm excited for this movie, directed by John M. Chu, uh, set for a ten, uh, aiming for a release date December twenty December of 2023. Uh, I think they could do this really well. I'm just a little apprehensive because, you know, we don't we don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know how they're going to fit into the first half of this movie. Uh, but, yeah, no, that, that that is what it is. And, yeah, that's going to do it for us here uh, with uh, Notorious News. We now move on to the movie of the week, Night of the Living Dead. So, yeah, Night of the Living Dead uh, came out in the year 1968. Uh, pretty modestly budgeted for the time. Uh, had a budget of $114,000. Actually, not much. This is low budget. Low budget. E- e- even back then, that was like nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, George, A- yeah, George A. Romero. Uh, not a Pittsburgh boy, born in New York, but this was. Uh, yeah, I was thinking this was, this was shot around Pittsburgh, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, Evans City was the. Um, which is an hour from where I'm at right now. Um probably closer when I lived in Newcastle, but uh, yeah, it's, it was shot in Evan City and shot around the, the neighboring areas of Pittsburgh, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, it's some George Mar- George Mar- was someone who like he had like a lot of love for Pitt- the city of Pittsburgh. He actually had, was in a Steelers documentary. I didn't know that until recently. Uh, oh, really cool. Yeah, uh, but this movie came out was a massive, massive hit. Uh, had a gross of thirty million dollars off a one hundred fourteen million a one hundred fourteen thousand dollar budget, which was an insane profit margin, and it, and and it gained cultural significance for a lot of reasons. And uh, it's interesting to look to look back on this one just because. A lot of things had to go, had to go into making this movie because, yeah, you know, this, this, this thing he had a tough he had a tough sell at the time and like a lot of tough time he had a tough time getting distri- distribution for it initially all, as well. So there's a lot of yeah. factors that like, went into making this movie what it is today. And yeah, uh, we're going to talk about all that right now. This is Night of the Living Dead. Uh, so we st- so we start off uh, with our what you think are going to be our main characters. This is yeah, uh, this is Barbara. And her, oh, I didn't know. Brother. I didn't know who she was. Yeah, I didn't know who he was. It was uh, a brother. Yeah, I I thought they were a couple. So did at I at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, I mean that's the vibes I got. Um, it, Johnny was the male character Johnny, in yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, almost like like are these two are these two banging or not? I can't tell, but no, they're not. They're they're the brother, they're brother and sister. <laughs> they're going to. No, they lay. drive. You drive to West Virginia for that. <laughs> <laughs> they go to lay a wreath on a the grave of that. I think it's their father, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so uh, they go lay a, wreath, lay a wreath on the grave of their father, and that's when they see something in the distance, someone walking towards their location. But he's not quite normal. Yeah, there's he's walking with a little bit not normally. He's not walking very normal. Got a bit of a hitch in his giddy up, as you would say. And the, yeah, a little hitch in a giddy up, and uh, this is also the famous line: "They're coming to get you, Barbara." Yeah. Right, right at the beginning of the movie, I, I it was funny because this is the first time watching this movie, and I was like, I didn't know when that iconic line was going to be coming out, and I'm like, wow, really already? It was yeah. So soon into the movie. But something, something you notice very, very um, early on this film, I think Romero does a great job of building because again, he didn't have a lot of money, so work with what little money he had. And so you know, building yeah. scares with the with the score and the camera work and the editing. The score the score is heavy on this. If you you know watching this movie, the score is super super heavy. The the, the film really leans on the score, the the whole entire film. It it does, and it's a great yeah. score. Oh, for sure. It's it it sets the mood. It sets the tension. Kind of what we talk about in these films when you know you have a score. It sets the mood, man. It sets the table to the film. And uh, I think this one does it fantastically. Kind of what you said with limited resources and stuff like that. You kind of think outside the box, and we just see what George A. Romero did uh, in this film. Yeah. So anyway, she gets she gets in her car and ends up driving away. This thing, this thing is whatever this thing is, is not is not giving up without a fight. Did you watch? You watched the black and white version, I would assume, right? Is there a, is there a version of this in color? There is a version, I think, on Amazon Prime. I like, and I was like, I refused to run it. <laughs> I was like, I, I got, really? I want to watch this thing as it was shot. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I watched it on HBO Max. They have, they had the yeah. black and white version. Oh, they had HBO. See, I didn't even again. Here I am renting shit. God, come on. Google before you rent, man. Google before you rent. Uh, I know, I stink. Yeah, but anyway, so. Uh, she ends up in in this farmhouse, and she she's she's by herself. And this is where the bulk of the movie takes place. It takes place all in this one location. Yeah, now it becomes a like a twelve angry men setting. It's like all in one spot, you know. Yeah, twelve angry men. This like this like survivalist, <laughs> yeah, claustrophobic yeah. horror movie. Which again, when you when you don't have a lot of money, this is a great way to save on it because 
and it's, it's great. It's, cr- it's great. And it's creative. Like I, I like it when you see directors, like the early movie when they when they had like no, no research when they had nothing. But I like when they shoot these when you and we'll talk about it later. But just just briefly right now, it's like I like how we shoot it far away, so we don't have to really you don't have to do too much. You know what I mean? You don't have to spend too much in uh, makeup and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like you're shooting it further away, so we're not seeing it. But we we get the idea. We get the gist of obviously it's like a zombie. It's like holy shit. You know what I mean? It's really cool how they how they how he utilizes his money, how he utilizes his resources. I should say, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, they're, they're, so so these undead are in are in Bandit. They don't say the word zombies. They never say the word no, zombie. No, and that's that's the thing I wanted to yeah clarify. But we we know going into it what it is, but they don't. So yeah, yeah. So they're inbounding on her, and that's when we meet our real main character of the movie, Dwayne. I'm sorry, Ben, played by Dwayne Jones. So, and this this was huge at the time because this was the first major horror movie to feature an African American as the lead character. Makes sense, especially in the late sixties, yeah. Late sixties, and this was this was huge at the time, and just and to give you a reason why, segregation ended four years before this came out. Yeah, I mean, so this is, yeah, this is, yeah, definitely. But I do want to talk about the character of Ben, just because. Yeah, I think he's big for a lot of reasons. One, he like he's he's sensitive. I I like his character a lot. He's probably my favorite, my favorite protagonist yeah. in any horror movie, because yeah, he's sensible, he's resourceful, he, yeah, he he's got he's got a lot of like, he's, he doesn't sugarcoat he doesn't sugarcoat no, anything. He, and the yeah. thing I like about him is like they this could, this is a character that could have easily been played by a white actor. Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely could have. Like nothing about the cat, nothing about the casting, or the writing of this character, like makes him fundamentally black. No, yeah, no. But Ramirez had to take a huge chance at the time on this on an unknown actor as well, and make yeah. him the lead, which he knew he was gonna get. He he knew he was gonna get you know some kind of controversy for it. And he decided oh, to stick sure. with his gun. So, especially with the times, yeah. And that's another reason this movie is just so... It's so held... I mean, he did the same thing a few, a few years later with uh, Ken Forey in Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the reason this, this movie is regarded so highly as far as you know the film community is because like, this movie did... It was a game changer in a lot of ways. This is the first major zombie movie. Oh, first, yeah. First major... Yeah, for sure. Helped uh, break down barriers, yeah. Yeah, break, broke down a lot of barriers. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, and we also see him like taking out some taking out some zombies. He's, he's the first one to figure out how to kill these things. And I do like the scene where like he's just like he <laughs> sets the thing on fire, put it out. He fig- figures out they're weak in the head, and they're afraid of fire. Yeah, but but he's very easily able to deduce that when other people just kind of like panic and they don't think things. He's more resourceful. He's the one that like okay, we can defeat these things. Yeah, they also have like a lot of great. This movie also had like a lot of like sneak, sneakily great drama. Like I love the scenes where it's just him trying to reason with Barbara. Yeah, because I mean, because Barbara is, I mean, for the majority of this film, she's clocked out. You know, what I mean, she's obviously seen Johnny. I mean, she doesn't see Johnny get killed though. That's the thing, but she knows that her brother is still like pretty much dead or whatever, and she's like checked out. She's like completely like comatose almost. You know. Yeah, like the boring of the boring of the house. They're talking about like, their experience with these things. I love the scene where he's talking about how he his first encounter with with with, with this with the the undead, 
where like there's yeah. a diner's calling for help, and like we turned around, like the diner was being the diner's being attacked as well. Yeah, like like again, they don't show you, but I think it's kind of kind of like what we said with Jaws, like them not showing you. It'll make and that was the thing. powerful. And that was exactly what I was going to make that comparison. I was actually thinking of that when you know when, before we were going to shoot the show, thinking like that, or even just like a uh, a Freddy Krueger. Not a whole lot of screen time. You know what I mean? It's just that imminent threat of 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 the possibility of that person or that thing or whatever to appear. And I think that whole tension is what drives this film, just like you know it does in the other films that we talked about. Yeah, it really is. And yeah, even when you don't see the undead in this film, like you feel. You feel their presence, especially considering like you know you are stuck here for the foreseeable future. That's, and that's the thing. We're stuck with these guys. We're stuck with Ben. We're stuck with Barbara in this house. And not only are we stuck, but we're also hammering. We're like really trapping ourselves in this house to make it even more claustrophobic. You know what I mean? You can't go out and look out the windows because there isn't anything to look out to. You know what I mean? It's it's super claustrophobic for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh but yeah, so they end up building, like, and you know the good thing is, like, it it couldn't be, uh, it couldn't it couldn't be, it could be worse because you know it's still electricity, it still got radio, yeah, yeah. So you know it's 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 not all bad. I also like that Ben has no he has he has half of no bullshit. No, dude, and and Ben will backhand you, man. If you don't listen. No, I was saying because like, it's like <laughs> you need to snap out of it, and like she yeah. hits him, and Ben just like, what? <laughs> I'm like Ben, what are you doing? Let me get the baby powder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ben ain't afraid to. No, Ben ain't afraid to get those hands dirty. Ain't, af- ain't afraid to smack a bitch. No, he'll smack a bitch, dude, if he has to. Oh, he will. <laughs> like we gotta go get Johnny. You can't go get Johnny. God damn it. I was that's foolish talk. Bam. Right in the kitchen. I was I was shocked when I saw that. I was like, God, what? Dude, I was too. Because you speak it like and that's the other thing which I'm I'm surprised about because like what we were talking about, obviously, with you know, Ben being a male, you know, the male lead being black and on, on top of it like hitting a woman too. I didn't think I thought I was like, Can you just imagine like the the outrage I'm sure of some of that stuff? Like just in general, you know? Yeah, not just hitting a, hitting a woman, hitting a white woman. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I mean, Lord, you know. But, uh, yeah, it, it's kind of crazy. But, um, yeah, I was really surprised when Ben wound up and uh, smacked her. Yeah. He, like, that he was punched wild. her. He smacked her, punched her, whatever. So, yeah, the house, the house is boarded up. They got a pretty they – got, they got fires going all around. They got a pretty solid pretty solid fortress they've, they've built so far. Mm-hmm. For just, and, they got, and they got food to hold up for a little while until somebody – until they says somebody comes to get them. Uh, but that's where things get a little more interesting because turns out this house not as empty as we thought. Curveball. Yeah, turns out there are people. There are literally people under the stairs. Literally, and I like how they don't hear. Like, kind of what they what Ben was alluding to before. Like when when we meet them, like you wouldn't hear any of the shit at all. Yeah, no. So, so, uh, so yeah, uh, we see two people come out. There's Harry Cooper and uh, who's the who's the what's the, the kid? Tom. Tom. The kid was uh, Tom. Yeah, good old Tommy boy. Yeah, Harry yeah. Cooper and Tom. We're just like, like we, we they're they're down in the basement during everything's going on. We're just like, hey, yo, uh, <laughs> we, 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 we 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 thought uh, you know, we we thought you were go- y'all were goners, so uh, we decided to just you know stay down and be safe. We we did the responsible yeah, thing. 
because yeah, Mr. Cooper is, to- you, as as you'll obviously notice, he's very adamant about staying downstairs. He really is. Something, something I also like about this movie is the fact that they can, they build a lot of character without like outright saying anything. Like they do a lot of character. Like Romero is able to do a lot of character development by just like their actions, like the way characters, yeah. like, the way characters will behave in certain situations, the way they'll, uh, or the way they'll react in certain yeah. in given any given situation. Or just the way yeah. they'll, they'll interact with each other, like, like even without them saying it, uh, you can tell the Coopers have like they they have a troubled marriage. Oh, you can absolutely tell they're two opposite people. You can just tell he's really rough and she's more, you know, nurturing and caring. Um, obviously because she's staying down there the whole time with her daughter. Um, you know, you, you get that vibe. You understand yeah, you the, vibe the dynamic bad, of that. You get the vibe that they have bad marriage. You get the vibe that like Tom is very eager and easy, and very eager to please. Like as being a young guy as he is. Uh, yeah, probably n- newly newly wed with his wife. I'm sure. Exactly, like, Judy. It, yeah, so much you can just infer and just deduce by yourself, but that didn't, but that didn't have to yeah. tell you anything. So yeah, like yeah. I said, uh, Tom wants to stay wants to stay in the basement. No, sorry, Harry wants to stay in the basement. So well, he but, won't stop that shit. He won't stop that talk. But Ben is like, uh, no, I ain't, I ain't going down there, uh, because say this does break down. Say they do get in the house. You're st- if they do. You're stuck down there. You have no way out. Yeah. Like, the thing is, fighting in numbers, like, if we all stay up here together, we can all help each other. We can move. We can run. We can do that stuff. Yeah, we can move. We can run. We can, re- we can like, really build up the house. Again, you have more hands, more than just more than just uh, Ben doing stuff. But... But isn't it fun where Ben ends up now? Question mark? <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll, anyway. We'll, 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 get, we'll get there. Any, anywho, that's neither here nor there. But like, I love that. But I love how no nonsense Ben is during all this. Just like, <laughs> Dude, you want to go we, down we there? Said it before you stay down there. You, like, you burn it. You burn it hell. But I keep the gun. I keep the food. I keep the yeah. radio. And Ben's a no bullshit. No bullshit around with uh, Ben. Um, yeah, he's a no nonsense type of guy. Ben is an absolutely no nonsense type of guy. Um, yeah, so we, we go downstairs and we see that there are a total of seven people in this house. It's uh, it's Ben, Barbara, uh, the Coopers, Tom and his wife, and the Coopers daughter, who is who here is sick. We don't know what she's Ooh. got, but she is sick. Okay. And we also see that uh, we also see well, you know who wears not who wears the pants, but who has the balls in the relationship, and it's it's Mrs. Cooper. Oh yeah, for sure. Because she's the one pushing to go up and listen to radio and go up and you know be with everybody else. Because you know, like I said, strength and strength in numbers. That's what yeah. you do in any good zombie flick. Yeah, I mean, it just you fight together. You fight as a unit. You know, you get more done as opposed to fighting. You know, single handedly. It's you're not going anywhere like that. Yeah. So they end up getting. They, yeah. They also find a TV. And something I do love is that what Romero's other death, the best ones were able to do some. They were able to. Uh, work in some real life commentary, as mm-hmm. well as, as as well as you know with the genuine scares. This can one, I just can I just add real quick? Uh, the television show showed a bunch of uh, cities close by because obviously this movie was filmed right around us. Um, Sharon was mentioned. Sharon's literally right right outside of where I live. Um, Youngstown is where I went to uh, college at, and um, that was mentioned in the film. And also Newcastle, where I uh, grew up. So I thought that was kind of cool. All the uh, all the little cities there. Uh, thought it was kind of cool though, because kind of what you were saying. The television shows they were just showing various places, like where to go, 
and stuff like that at the hospitals and stuff like that. I thought it was kind of cool just to throw a little, you know, when you see your you see your city and you see your town in there, it's kind of cool. No, yeah, I, I, I do. I, I, do. I, always, I always love yeah. it when something's set in my hometown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I thought it was cool. Just wanted to make mention of that. Like I said, that when the television shows were shown random, all those areas around us, like Butler, uh, you see all that stuff. Yeah, that's all right around us. I thought it was kind of cool. But yeah, so uh, like I said, they end up do showing like, you know, how this, this may have been a result of government testing. Some day, maybe mm-hmm. the undead were exposed some kind of nuclear radiation that the government yeah. did cause, but they're shoving under they're shoving under the rug. They're not taking responsibility for it. They're not you know taking oh. full steam ahead. Kind of like something else they weren't taking, they weren't really taking responsibility for a few years prior. Mm. Mm. Yeah, like I think that that's like that's also nothing else that makes this movie, you know, so culturally important because movies like yeah. this were like horror films that take time to make commentary like on important issues like this. Yeah, and, and but horror films have notably been been able to to do that though. They always point out that kind of. Um, those problems that we have as a society though i think uh horror movies have always done that in the past yeah but also like yeah yeah you know like you, you can also see this is like you know when, with the government the government interference the government trying to you know not take not taking responsibility for, for like something they very much cause or yeah. you know they're doing some shady shit on the side you can like it's kind of it's crazy this came out pre-nixon and pre-watergate it's watergate yeah it's, it has watergate written all over like it, it's feeling sure. like it's, it's, it feels so I, I bet this was so timely when all that shit went like, down like nostradamus type shit dude for real yeah it's, it's so weird but i think that like the fact that the romero was able to go the extra mile i I, th- I thought i think that was like it's a great extra layer to add to this movie oh yeah absolutely yeah. So, anyways, so they so they're trying to figure out an exit strategy. So their plan is to they have an abandoned truck outside, and the gas station is there's there's a gas station not not too too far. Not too far. So yeah. and Tom just Tom just so happens to be a pretty skilled mechanic. So uh, their plan <laughs> is they want to the, the daughter's sick. She's not getting any better. So they need to go get medical supplies for for uh, their daughter Karen, who they would not be helping today. Yeah. No. Uh, she would be speaking to a manager. Yeah, so uh, they so Ben, Tom, and Judy decide to go to a nearby gas pump. Uh, and they use they again you know, like because they because Ben realized fire is kind of the weakness. They use Molotov cocktails to throw them off. However, when they're it's filling, unfortunate, Tom and Judy didn't know that. Yeah, uh, well, when they're filling up, some <laughs> gas leaks onto the car, and a- the shit explodes, and it's it's, it's kind of like legitimately sad because like. Like they are like likable like, characters. You do feel the chemistry between them, and you do like you, you, you do like them. You don't want. I feel to like see we could have got out. Yeah, I feel like we could get out of that car though. I feel like we were like, kind of like well, because she her wait she, her dress got stuck. Her something got, got stuck. stuck. Yeah, something got stuck. Never mind, because they could have abandoned that shit quickly. But yeah, Judy's yeah, it was Judy's fault because she, she something was stuck or whatever. And by and the time he went out to try to help her, she was supposed to stay there. She was supposed to she wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah, I mean, what the hell? I, I don't know where she go outside, and then Larry just locks the door behind her. He's like, "Oh shit, I made I made a huge mistake. What do I do?" <laughs> but yeah, they go in the car. The car explodes, and the two of them die. Uh, yeah, Tom and Judy are gone, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, they are. Ben manages to get back to the house. Uh, hits the shit out of, out of Harry. Yeah, because Harry was trying to lock him out, dude. He's trying yeah. to be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Again, Ben has no chill on this. And that's what kind of, that's what I love about him. Ben saw that, like, come on, Mr. Cooper was out there for himself, and he was like, you know what? I don't think you, you know, really don't like me. I get it, but like, you literally were trying to fucking like lock me out of this house. You know what I mean? 
And this is not, and this is another scene that caused a lot of great controversy. Like it got got a lot of uh, negative attention at the time for portrayal of blood, gore, and violence. And I think the scene, like this scene right here, is a lot of the reason because we do see we do see blood every now and then. But this is where we see them like eating the parts, the body parts. Oh uh, yeah, Tom and I get it. At the time, it would Tom probably be Judy. shocking. Like Tom and Judy, yeah, like the but it's the cooked cooked body parts now. Yeah, it, it's kind of crazy to think just how far we've come as far as as far as like you know. What we can show, yeah. what we can show on medium, because like you can see this on like any cable TV channel nowadays. Oh yeah, and it's it's not, and like back then that was huge. You know, like look at look at the rating system in general now. Like what you could say, you could say one fuck, and the movie's still PG thirteen. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, one, maybe two. Yeah, um, what uh, Midnight Cowboy was NC seventeen. Yeah, like you know, like really, like we look back on some of these things, and we've seen the. How we've completely—I mean, obviously, as as time have you know have, have lapsed, you know, what I mean, the the ratings have stretched out a little bit, but it's kind of crazy, kind of what you're saying, just the you know what you could and couldn't show, and like how offensive this really was, you know, what I mean, it's kind of crazy to think that. Yeah, no, I, agreed. So, yeah, uh, there's oh shit. Now they're back. Now they're back to square one. <laughs> and they don't. Yeah. And they don't know what to do. Uh, but that's when Barbara has an idea that they they have they had a car. Johnny had the key, but they had a car. And you do get the sense yeah. that maybe if they can get to the car, that Dwayne can probably pull some shit to get to, to help him drive away. Yeah. Uh, but that's when the horde kind of breaks. Like this, they—it's when they really start getting through the house. Like, yeah, I mean, and they're also growing in numbers too. I think we should say too. They are growing in numbers. Like you feel, you slowly feel like they start to like encapsulate the house. Like, yeah. Helen gets sort of grabbed through, grabbed through the window. Yeah. That, that helps out. Yeah. No, what's telling? Yeah. Uh, she, she gets she's wrapped because they start bre- they, they, there's so many and they start breaking through the walls now. Yeah. And like Ben knows that uh, Harry's a liability, so he just he just shoots him. Yeah. And something I love about the, I love about the old time movies, like I love when dude when dudes get shot in old movies. Yeah. Because it's yeah. like, <gasps> and they just like walk yeah, like six miles. We gotta sell it. We gotta sell the fact that we were shot. They sold every. They sold everything back in the day because, like, if you, yeah. like, you, like nowadays when you get shot in a movie, like, you, like you get shot, you're down. Like, like yeah. You get shot. In this an, is in, this is like when yeah. you get shot in an old movie. You grab your oh, chest. You, you walk around. You can make a sandwich. You can you can you can get a lot done after you've been shot. Read a Stephen King book. Read whatever you gotta King do now. Anything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So but yeah, he gets shot. Walks all the way down the basement and ends up dying down there. Uh, like I said, zombies break through. Grab Helen. She no, sorry. They, uh, they grab. They grab her. She doesn't die. She yeah. does die when she gets back down to the cellar. We see that the thing that her da- their daughter was sick from is Wait that a minute. she was a zombie. No, she's an undead. No. And the thing, like, I think what makes these zombies unique is the fact that like they're not they're not idiots. I mean, they are mm-hmm. idiots, but like they're not like they're not like super brain dead in that they they use tools because like she's not like eaten by her daughter. Her daughter picks yeah. up like a shovel and just like stabs her a few times. Oh yeah, and and I like and again, kind of what you were saying with the resourcefulness of like the you know what what Romero had to work with here, just the angles. We don't really see it, we hear it, yeah. but we don't really see it because you don't have to show it. And if you don't you know show it, you don't have to spend money on trying to sell that. You know what I mean? Exactly. You get the idea. You still get the idea. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You still get the well. idea. Uh, yeah, zombies broken through, broken through the door, and one of the ones in front is Johnny. So Barbara goes to you know goes to see him, and she gets pulled in by the swarm, and it, it is like a genuinely terrifying scene. 
just seeing like yeah. all like all these walls been put up, just slowly coming down and just being just taken by just this has to be overrun right in front of knocking his eyes. the dominoes down. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, the daughter Karen comes up from the cellar and bet and as much as he talks about the cellar, soon as zombies broke in. Where is he? Dude, that's why, we, again, I just I had to make a little allude to that uh, earlier. Yeah, it's funny. You MF in the basement. Well, guess where you at? Guess, guess where you going? I'm <laughs> talking shit about that basement. Look where, look where you ended up, brother. <laughs> you in that basement now. Yeah, so he ends up down there. Uh, he sees that uh, Hal, who has been, he's been snacked on a bit, he's starting to turn. And he wastes uh, no time murdering Hal. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, dude, he he did not like Mr. Cooper from the get-go, man. No. So, He's like, oh, this, not this not is... a surprise. Not a surprise. He also has the foresight to shoot to shoot uh, Miss Cooper in the head before yeah. she turns, which I do, which I do yeah. like. But... Well, again, Ben's a smart character. I, I think he kind of gets it. Oh, okay, yeah, she's probably infected. Let me shoot her before she turns. You know what I mean? So yeah, shit. He stuck. He stuck down there with no sign of getting out. But. Here's where things take take a turn for the better and the worse at the same time. You see boy, a, does this take a fuck it? This, boy, does this take a turn? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we see we see a squad we see a squad of people with armed with rifles coming in and just eliminating rifles and dogs eliminating all the undead. We're safe. Yeah. You think like, oh, okay, he's he's go- he's gonna get out. He survived. He ma- we, he made it. We got this. We got this. Nope. Ben emerges N- from the basement. The guys Dude, with the sucks. guns take one look at him and shoot him, and he's dead. Yeah, it's it just it's crazy because literally he was that close to freedom, and just because they didn't really, it just again they just they just randomly shot him on impulse, you know? Yeah, crazy. And, and yet you, you, you think about this, think about like when when this came out, when yeah. you had people committing hate crimes and discriminating people against what they looked like. You have a black yep. man as the lead character. He comes. Yeah. He comes out. Uh, he survives the whole movie, and then when yep. ba- guys with badges and guns come out, they and shoot first, ask questions later. Questions don't later. Check yep. to see if he is a ghoul. No, because you just gets, ju- you, you assumed he gets shot yeah. and killed and thrown on with the body like he's like he's just an, another one of them. Like, yeah, it's crazy that how was, relevant that's an that incredibly. Yeah provocative incredibly still relevant so relevant ending for still, this movie to have still relevant yeah still relevant and no super super crazy yeah i thought that too when i was watching i'm like wow it's like you didn't even know it like you just you assumed it you know yeah and that's where the movie ends so uh yeah russell you, you said you the first time watching it right yeah first time watching it uh yeah definitely watching in black and white obviously you got to go that route oh, I yeah. mean, you're crazy if you watch it in any other uh, format, but uh, no, I enjoyed it. I, I can see why this is a, a horror classic. Um, I really do. Um, there's a lot of undertones, like we said in the movie. I think that really gives it, and I, I think that's what keeps it alive even more, is because that s- stuff is still relevant. You know what I mean? S- almost 60 years later, um, it's just it's it's a really great film. Uh, like I said, what we said with Romero using his you know resources, not a whole lot of money, but still using them. You know, uh, smart. Uh, smartly you know what i mean uh the score is fantastic really drives this film and just that one one spot location like i think you know obviously one day we'll talk about with 12 angry men but just that one location really just it puts you in that in that situation you feel trapped you feel claustrophobic um 
the score builds attention. I think it's just it's it's a fantastic film. It just does all the things it needs to do in, in the most simplistic form as we watch this, uh, you know, in 2021 as opposed to in 1968 when this movie was made. And we just sit back and watch how simple it is, but it still drew. It still you still go through all the feels. You know what I mean? And it's it's it just shows you the test of the times of what type of film this is. Yeah, I think this movie. This movie is a classic. It's a movie classic for a reason. Uh, yeah. Like, again, like it has great character building, has great writing, has great tension. He, he, like I said, like Romero uses lack of money and incorporates that yeah. into making like genuine, genuine scares and genuine terror in this film. Uh, yeah. To uh, barrier breaking main characters, the fact that this movie's over fifty years old and still has relevant themes, relevant messages. Uh, I yeah. think yeah, this is. I think this is an absolute. This is an absolute classic. I'm so glad we got to review it, and yeah, yeah you, you can see how well people took to this because Romero went on to make several more of the dead movies up until as recently as I want to say the two the two thousands. I want to say the last one came out in like two thousand. What was the last of the, of the dead movie? Uh, last you're not talking about was survival of the dead. Survival of the dead. I was gonna say what? Yeah, I was gonna say you're not talking about Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. No, 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 no. God, God. No, because like this, this, this is a franchise that came out. This is a franchise that ran from 1968 to 2009. Yeah, it's crazy. And yeah, George Miller was making f- films for over five, for almost five decades. Crazy. It, it, it is wild, and yeah, you, you can clearly see why this guy had a clear eye for. He had talent, and he had an eye for this type of genre. Uh, I yeah. think Dawn of the Dead's even better than this. I I, I like this movie a lot. But I really love Dawn of the Dead. And yeah, like even Day of the Day of the Dead, I think is great. Uh, this, is, this is truly one of the best horror franchises of all time. And I'm glad we got to take a look into at least one of these for uh, Scarefest this year. Yeah. And that brings us to the, sure. our official end of Scarefest. So, Russell, you want to get a plug before we head up? Yeah, Notorious by Chance is the Facebook group. Go ahead and join that. That's where we put the polls up for you guys to vote on what we uh, tackle. So, we're looking forward to the next poll. It should be fun. Uh, movie celebrating 40th anniversaries, I believe. Looking forward to that. We have a really good crop of five movies looking forward to that and uh, you guys can also find us on youtube notorious by chance and uh yeah yeah uh you find me twitter's gonna be chance underscore 91 check out the movie trivia showdown where i do competes uh spectacular is on sale for uh july and that is uh gonna be fun time it's gonna be uh, great i'll be there if you want to see me say what's up and yeah that's gonna do it for us here thank you for listening like i said next week we're gonna be talking about movies celebrating their 40th anniversary going to be a really interesting one whichever we end up talking about and yeah that's going to do it for us thank you for listening we'll see you next time